Country, king of my homeland, king of the filthy, king of the fallen. We living again, king of the shooters, looters, boosters, and ghettos popping. King of the past, present, future. My ancestors watching. King of the culture. All right, you might be asking me why, Jake, are you playing the Black Panther song by Kendrick Lamar? Well, king of the winners, district and geniuses, with conviction. King of the fighters, king of the fathers, king of the belated, king of the. Because Ryan Coogler, and you might ask who? Well, who the hell's Ryan Coogler? Well, apparently he's the new, I believe, director of the new Black Panther, right? Well, Ryan Coogler walks into the bank. All right, he's been working in Chicago. I mean, Atlanta, Atlanta. He walks into the bank. He hands the teller a note. And the note says that he wants to withdraw $12,000, but he wants her to count it not out on the counter because he doesn't want everybody to know what he's walking out of the bank with. Well, he hands this banker the note, and the note says here, let me find exactly what it says. The note says, I would like to withdraw $12,000 cash from my checking account. Please do the money count somewhere else. I'd like to be discreet. That's all it says. Well, this racist banker saw this note, obviously didn't have that much of a comprehension, Proceeds to take it to the bank manager, calls the cops, and this guy gets arrested. He gets hauled out of the bank, and his two drivers that were in his black SUV, everybody gets locked, handcuffed. Now, Ryan Coogler, what he told TMZ is, this situation should never have happened. However, Bank of America worked with me and addressed it to my satisfaction, and we have moved on. What happened was bank staffers mistakenly thought Ryan Coogler, which is a black male, I think, uh, in today's society, we need to uh, you know absolutely throw the color in there. Ryan Coogler was uh, the bank staffers mistakenly thought Ryan Coogler was staging a robbery, so they called cops, and the famed director actually ended up in handcuffs briefly. According to Atlanta PD report obtained by TMZ, Coogler was detained after stopping in a Bank of America to make a transaction back in January, a completely legal transaction, mind you. But that's not how one teller took it. Coogler walked in rocking shades which is an obvious sign that you're holding up the bank, right? When you're walk, walking in wearing shades, right? And a COVID face mask. See, this is the problem with face masks. It's getting, you know, black males in trouble. A black, banking while black, that's a new problem. Anyways, uh, the COVID face mask, which is not uncommon, of course, but he handed the teller a withdrawal slip that had the note written on the back, in which I already read it for you. We're told his message read, I would like to withdraw $12,000 cash from the checking account. Please do the money count somewhere else. I'd like to be discreet. Totally understandable, considering the amount of money he was getting, right? But this led to the teller thinking something suspicious was going down, and cops are called for an attempted robbery. When officers arrived, they detained two people waiting outside for Ryan in an SUV, and then went in and brought RC himself out in handcuffs. After investigation, the police said this was all just a huge mistake. And the fault lies with the Bank of America employee who described in the report as a pregnant black woman. Oh, wait, stop, stop, stop. Hold on, stop the music, stop the music. So this wasn't a racist teller. It wasn't a racist teller. It was a pregnant black woman that profiled him because he was wearing shades and he was a black male. 
What the hell's going on? Oh my God, the humanity. White racism has gotten so bad that even pregnant, it's affecting pregnant black women. I just can't believe this. I cannot believe that this is, this is contagious. Racism, racism in America, it's spreading like wildfire. Even pregnant black women are becoming racist to black males. Anyways, according to the report, when the teller went to make the transaction on her computer, it triggered some sort of an alert. So she told her boss Coogler was attempting to rob the bank and then called 911. In the end, cops realized this was a screw-up and Ryan had actually done nothing wrong. Sounds like Ryan wasn't too pleased. The report notes that he asked for badge numbers of all responding officers once everyone was released. Okay, yeah, he made a statement saying he's cool with Bank of America, but he also asked for badge numbers. We all know when you start asking for badge numbers, it's because you're pissed off. Uh, Ryan has been in Georgia a lot over the past year filming the sequel to Black Panther, which itself has been drama-filled process with cast injuries and alleged COVID conspiracy talk. I don't know what conspiracy talk is. Uh, so is Okay, Ryan Coogler. Oh, he's the actor? He's the actor, right? He's not the... Hold on. Hold on. Let me see. Ryan Coogler. Ryan Coogler. I think he's a star in this. He's not the director. I had that all backwards. I haven't seen the first Black Panther. Let's see. Uh, born February 2nd, 2021. Ryan Kyle Coogler is an American filmmaker. No, he is a filmmaker. His first feature film, Fruitville Station. Oh, that was a great movie. I saw that one. Won top audience and grand jury awards in U.S. Da, 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 da. Uh, okay. All right. He's a director. Black Panther. Yeah, I had, did, did have it right. See, I'm not totally off my rocker. Did it say that at the top of the story there? I would read that. Nope, nope, nope. Okay. Yeah. So Ryan Coogler, banking while black, it's a new problem, especially if you're dealing with a black teller. They might call the cops on you. So be careful on uh, wearing sunglasses and et cetera, you know, yada, yada. Did you happen to see Bryce Mitchell on Tucker, Tucker Carlson? Bryce Mitchell, who is an MMA fighter. Anyways, uh, Tucker was interviewing him and he had some, here's a, here's a, just a little clip of what he was doing, what he was saying. He had some very interesting things to say, and I'm just going to let him speak for himself, but this was on Tucker Carlson and here you go. Um, why do you think almost everyone in the media, and I mean almost everybody in both political parties, and of course the White House are all on the same page that you need to get behind this war with Russia. Why is that so important to them? Do you have any sense? Well, I don't exactly know what their agenda is with the whole war on Russia, but I do know that um, all that money that's going to the Biden family through Hunter Biden, um, he's not, he doesn't have the merit for that position he's got over there. They've used our tax dollars to bribe him a job, you know. Um, if me or you did what Nancy Pelosi did and got millions in stocks, we'd go to prison for insider trading, but she does it, and, and she's filthy rich. So these, their families are getting... Um, very greatly compensated while they're taxing us to death. Inflation's higher than ever. They close down all of our pipelines and wonder why the price of oil uh, has, has gone through the roof. Uh, these people are trying to destroy our country because they are profiting off the downfall of our country. And if y'all don't see what's going on, you are blinded every day. Um, you know, our inflation gets worse. Our debt gets worse. Um, our, our actual currency is controlled by a small group called the Federal Reserve that ain't federal and ain't a reserve. So it's, uh, it's insidious in nature. It's made to control. We, we have a lot of problems, and it's going to take a lot of things uh, to fix it. Damn, Bryce, laying it down. I mean, I couldn't agree more. 
He might sound like a country bumpkin, like he's fucking his cousin and shit, but I'll tell you what, he knows how to lay it down, when it, but he, he knows what he's talking about, and he's exactly nailing it. See, the government thinks that Americans are stupid, and we're not catching on to what's going on, but we know exactly what's going on. And Bryce Mitchell on Tucker Carlson, and he he, he spoke a lot more than that, um, but, you know, he's got it. He's got it. And I think Americans are waking up. I think we're going to be in for a bloodbath come you know election time and midterms, et cetera. I think Americans are waking up. I think it's it's becoming more simple where the problem lies and the problem lies in our government. And I think shit's about good. I think it's going to be upended. At least I hope it is. Now, my my biggest concern is when it does come for the next presidential election, if the Republicans are dumb enough to run Donald Trump again. I I think that will be their downfall. I think that will be their downfall. I think we just need a strong Republican candidate to come in here and clean out Washington. They need to have a lot of the philosophies of Trump, but I think the Trump persona, uh, I don't know if that'll do it. I don't know if that'll do it because everybody, there's so many people that are opposed to Trump so much, but I believe that we're setting up for a Republican takeover of the government libertarian candidate possibly i mean that's a long shot we all know that but um it's just that i don't know if if they put trump that might be the nail in the coffin that will stop this flood of change that people in america are wanting right now at this time just my opinion i mean okay why why because trump's attitude and I've said this over and over that Trump did a lot of great things when he was a president. His problem was he just didn't have a presidential mouth on him. And that's what a lot of the hardcore Trump fans loved about Trump is that he wasn't a career politician and he went against the flow and he bucked the system and all that kind of stuff. Yes, I agree. I agree with everything that he did there, but his attitude as president, the the cocky, arrogant, I understand having a strong man as president. I totally get that. But almost where you're, uh, where you're headstrong to be um, arrogant, where you almost come on, come across as a buffoon, that's too much. I thought for sure that Trump was going to get his attitude in check when he became president of the United States. I voted for him for the first time around, and I thought for sure that everything he was doing was just a a Hollywood move to play the press, to do everything that he needed to do to play as, you know, as, as boisterous as he could to get the attention to become president. But I thought for sure after he became president, he would act more presidential. Boy, was I wrong. Boy, was I wrong. I don't think he was a horrible president. I would much rather have him in the office right now than Biden. But the second election, I thought he was going to win against Biden. I, I did. I'm in California. I'm in a state where a Republican vote doesn't mean much, so I had to vote my conscience when I voted for Joe Jorgensen, the Libertarian candidate. But I don't think, I mean, and Trump's getting old. He's old too. Well, we're going to wait in three years and then have him up there and then we're going to be, he's going to be going senile and wearing Depends just like Biden. Oh man, there's got to be a, something better out there. There's got to be something better. But, you know, it's, it's, it's Trump's whole attitude. That's what, what I don't think it doesn't fly. It doesn't fly with a lot of moderates that are in the middle of the road. I mean, they, they probably would go Republican, but they probably won't go Republican if it's Trump. That's just my opinion. That's my gut feeling on that. But anyways, I ran across this clip of Trump basically forecasting the future 
And it is rather interesting here. Let me play it for you real quick. And you just take a listen because what happened this week is Pete Booty Egg, Pete Booty Eggs, Booty Eggs and Ham, Pete Booty Egg. Anyways, he basically said that, you know, we're dumping all this money in the electric car infrastructure and everything. And he's all basically, if you don't like the high prices of the gas, go out and buy an electric car. Problem is, if you can't afford $5 a gallon for gas or $6 a gallon here in Southern California, most likely you can't come up with 56 k to go buy your Tesla. But he's out of touch with reality. He's out of touch with his constituents. He's out, he's out of touch with the American people. But what's new? This isn't the first time that a politician has been so far out of touch that, I mean, they just live in a different world. They live in a different world. It doesn't matter. Anyways, here's what Trump said. Let's just take a listen. We have more oil than anybody, okay? And it's uh, an incredible thing that have, it's happened over the last few years, a lot of great things, and you're paying, what, $2 a gallon for your gas? Yeah, anybody missed that $2 a gallon? And he's right. We were in a good place. But then we shut down the pipeline. We shut down the drilling. We shut down everything. Biden, when I say we, I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about Joe Biden came in and just put it into all that. Trump was putting us in a place where we're being much more self, self-sufficient as a country, which we would be protected when shit goes wrong in Russia or the Ukraine. But Biden chopped all that out. He's totally at fault. Gasoline, that's okay. You know what that's like? That's like a tax cut. That's bigger than a tax cut. If Biden got in, you'd be paying $7, $8, $9. Didn't they say, get rid of your car? Last month, we announced a $5 billion investment to build out a nationwide electric vehicle charging network so the people from rural to suburban to urban communities can all benefit from the gas savings of driving an EV. We have more. Yeah, he's out of his fucking mind. Yeah, it's, it's great in theory. I would love to have a Tesla. I would love to have a Tesla right now. If Tesla, if Elon Musk dropped a Tesla off in my driveway, I would take it, I would charge it up, and I would drive it every day. But guess what? They're not cheap. They're not cheap. They're expensive. And every urban area, Pete Goody Egg, Booty Egg, Booty, Booty, Booty Butthole, whatever the fuck his name is, he's so out of touch, man. Just so out of touch. But Trump, he was a prophet. I don't know if he envisioned the invasion of the Ukraine, but, uh, you know, he's calling for Biden seven, eight dollars a gallon. <laughs> it would surprise me we hit it here in California. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Pour me, pour me another drink. Cause I don't want to feel a thing no more. Hell no. I just want to sip it till the pain wears off. Well, that is Morgan Wallen. And why am I playing Morgan Wallen? Well, you know, Morgan Wallen, he's a guy that got totally canceled from uh, everything for a little too casually throwing the N-word around. Now, uh, hold on, man. I got to get my mixer up. I got this music way too loud in my head. Hold on. Give me a second. That's a good song, though. Anyways, Morgan Wallen, who was a sensation, his record was stayed at the top of the charts. Then he was drunk one night after a bar, yelled at one of his buddies, and, and casually called him the N-word. 
I, I believe it was a, with the guh. Uh, but of course, we've learned from Joe Rogan that you cannot do that under any circumstance. It's not our word to use. I think we all realize that, us white people. Anyways, while well, he was back, after being suspended from everything for about a year, he was back at the American Country Music Awards, and the head of the NAACP, NAACP in Nashville was not happy. Even after Morgan Wallen donated $20,000 to the NAACP Nashville chapter, uh, Cheryl Gwynn, president of the national chapter, tells TMZ, by welcoming, by welcoming War- Morgan Wallen back to the community, the, ge- the genres, the genres, the country music genres embrace of Wallen destroys artists' accountability. The way she sees it, people in country music believe Morgan just needed to have enough time pass until people lose their outrage. However, Cheryl says time does not heal all wounds. She thinks the Academy of Country Music banning Morgan from its 2021 ceremony had no impact. I mean, I think it had a pretty huge impact. I mean, the guy guy was set with that album and the way it was charting and what it was doing. He was set to dominate and rake in some awards, but because he was banned, I don't, I don't believe, I mean, nobody's going to vote for him after he is banned. I think that impacted his career huge. He was getting ready to go out on tour with, uh, who was it? I believe it was Brad Paisley, and that all got trashed. Uh, okay, so anyways, uh, the, the NAACP, she continues to say, they never addressed how the N-word is a symptom of an underlying inequality and bigotry. She points to the fact that Wallen's album went to do on to do huge numbers, even after it. Um, he was caught on camera. I have the video here. I wonder if I should play it. Hang on, let me see. Because I have the video of what he actually said. Let me stop this music. And let's see if we can get this audio up on this. Let's see. Take care of this pussy. Hey, hey, actually, hey, y'all too. Hey, take care of this pussy ass motherfucker. Hey, take, hey, Gracie, take care of this pussy ass. I'll rewind it for you. It was right here. I can't rewind it. Thanks, Team Z. No, there it goes. And I didn't rewind it far enough. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Here, it's right here. This pussy ass motherfucker. There you go, pussy ass. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I'm not gonna go there. I don't have enough listeners to get canceled, but still, I'm not gonna go there. Uh, yeah, so that's what he did, and that brought his whole career to a halt. Anyways, NAACP is not having it, even after he donated twenty-five thousand. It wasn't 20000 It was 25000 to the division of the NAACP. Uh, but she says that money doesn't help his followers understand sy- systemic racism. I think what really pissed him off is Morgan Wallen got called out for this, right? He got canceled in the mainstream country music and everything, but his album continued to stay at the top of the charts. The public supported him. The, the country music public supported him, which was kind of a you know, rub their nose in it kind of a move and <laughs> it's still haunting them. So I guess Morgan Wallen, even though he's back, um, and then they didn't like his apology. Hold on. I have his apology here too. Let's, let's take a listen to this. 
So take me back to that night. I had some some of my, you know, longtime friends in town. You know, we'd kind of just been partying all weekend, and we figured we'd just go hard for the two or three days that they were there. How did this happen? Out of nowhere, you just refer to someone with a racial slur? No, I, I, I don't think it was just, it just happened. You know, I was around some of my friends and, and you know, we just, we stayed, we stayed dumb stuff together. It was, in our minds, it's playful. You know, I don't, I don't know if that's, that sounds ignorant, but it, that's really where it came from. And, and it's, and it's wrong. And had there been no video of the incident, we obviously wouldn't be sitting here right now. This is not the first time you said the word. This is the word that you use frequently amongst your friends. I wouldn't say frequently, no. No, not, not frequently. It was just around this certain group of friends, I would say. In what way was it used? You know, it's one of my best friends. He would, we were all clearly drunk, and I was asking his girlfriend to, to take care of him because he was drunk and he was leaving. I didn't mean it any, in any derogatory manner at all. What made you think that the word was ever appropriate to use? I, I, I'm not sure. I, I, think I, just, I think I was just ignorant about it. I don't think I sat down and was like, hey, is this right or is this wrong? And do you know the history of the word? Oh yeah, I've heard some stories in the in the initial conversations that I had after that. Just how, just how some people are, you know, treated even still today. And I'm just like, I haven't seen that with my eyes. That pain or that, or that insignificant feeling or whatever it is that that it makes you feel. Do you understand why it makes black people so upset? I don't know how to put myself in their shoes because I'm not, you know. But I, I, I do understand, especially when I when I say that I'm using it playfully or whatever, ignorantly. I understand that that must sound, you know, like he doesn't he doesn't understand. Who do you speak with? BMAC is one of the first organizations that I spoke with, uh, the Black Music Action Coalition. I spoke with Kevin Lyles. I spoke with Eric Hutcherson. With BB Winans is another one that I that I spoke with. I went and checked myself into rehab, and for for 30 days I spent some time out in San Diego, California. I didn't know they had a rehab for the N word. Trying to figure it out why, why am I acting this way? Do I have an alcohol problem? Do I have a, a deeper issue? Do you believe there is a race problem in country music overall? I mean, it, it, it would it would seem that way. Yeah, you know, I haven't really I haven't really sat and thought about that. Boom, boom. Well, so apart, apparently that apology wasn't enough. Uh, he didn't he didn't class it up like Joe Rogan did. Joe Rogan had a pretty good apology, but I guess Morgan Wallen's fell a little short, according to Cheryl from the NAACP. And um, yeah, so he's back. He's back getting attacked. I mean, he brought it on himself. He brought it on. Where was that camera coming from? You saw the camera view. I mean, they're all in their cars and there's like the second floor. Was it the neighbor's camera or something? And they just kind of whatever. I mean, you know, you got a lot of money coming in. You're in the public eye just for your own self-preservation, not, not okay. Yes, it is wrong. It's wrong to say that white guys can't say it, that we, we got it. We can't even say it. You can't say it in jest. You can't say it anytime. Totally understood. But especially this guy who's got so much writing on it, you don't go yelling that out. I mean, just, just for his own self-preservation, but then again, alcohol's involved. <clears throat> I'm sure that wasn't the first time he used that word. I'm sure he and his buddies joked around about with that word a lot. And he's definitely paying the price for it. You know, he's he's the poster child for that where a lot of other people are learning from it. You know, Joe Rogan, it, when he got in his little incident, it, you know, his stuff was way in the past. And he was using it more in an editorial way where he's recounting words that were said. But still, okay, he could have just said the N-word. I mean, I've done some stupid shit in my past. And I've definitely learned that, yeah, okay, that's not my word to use. It's just not my word to use. And I'm just, boom, that's it. That's it. 
That's all. That's all she wrote. But Morgan Wallen back in the news because, uh, you know, he he just can't live down that one little thing that was caught caught on video that he said, and his apology apparently wasn't heartfelt enough. Well, in other news, Troy Aikman is in the news. You know, former famous uh, quarterback for the Cowboys. He's shaking up the booze industry. What is he doing? Well, maybe he can give uh, Morgan Wallen a couple bottles and see what happens. But anyways, he's shaking up the booze industry and he's coming out with an ultra healthy beer. Hold on, let me get this volume up. What the hell's going on? Well, it, it, uh, if it keeps going the way it is, we'll, we'll be moving beyond Texas. But I, I worked for a distributorship back when I was in college. I've had a loose association uh, with the beer industry. And then I, I met my now partners through a mutual friend and we started talking about it. And I felt that if we could do a low calorie, low carb beer that fit my lifestyle and we could do it better than what was already on the market, then it, then it would make sense. And so we started down that path and I'm really proud of the end result. And what makes eight different than everything else that's on the market is we have no adjuncts, meaning we have no, we add no corn, rice, syrups, or extra sugars uh, and we're the only widely available beer that I know of that can stake claim to that. So I like to say it's a better for you beer. It's 100% organic grains. Uh, we're 90 calories and 2.6 carbs, which is right up there with the best of them on the market. So, and and with that said, we we didn't sacrifice any flavor. So I'm really proud of it. Uh, everyone who has had it, uh, most most everyone who has had it loves it. It's in select bars and restaurants right now in Texas, and then we'll be in the stores beginning on April 1st. But the response has been really overwhelming. It sounds like you are very involved in the process, too. This is not something where they just slap Troy Aikman's name no. on this. It's no, sure like been, actually tasting and, and all that, Troy. Yeah, I was involved from every part of it. Uh, to every employee we've hired, uh, to the recipe, to the packaging, uh, to really our whole philosophy. And, and it's a lifestyle brand is what it is. I mean, I work out, uh, I'm very mindful of my health and wellness and, and what I put in my body. But yet I also feel that there are moments in life, times with friends and family that, yeah. that need to be celebrated. And, and I typically do that over a beer. So this beer uh, doesn't compromise all the hard work and effort that's put in during the week. And that, that's why I like it. And I think that's why most people, I think what, what inspires me is people who want to be their best. And I think to be your best, you have to feel your best. Uh, and so to feel your best, you have to be aware of what it is you're putting in your body. And I think eight compliments that for those uh, that enjoy having an adult beverage from time to time uh, without sacrificing all of the effort and hard work they've put in. Boom. As like all right. So he's got a new beer. It's called eight beer. Yeah, I don't know if it's in California yet, but Troy Aikman's eight beer, three-time Super Bowl winner. Let's see. He says it's a lifestyle. There it is. There's a picture of it. Let's see. Eight beer, elite light lager. Well, what's the alcohol content? Let's see. Four percent. All right, I can deal with that. I'll give it a go. Something tells me it's gonna taste like shit, but whatever. I'll, I'll give it a try. Troy Aikman, you know, you, you got to give it a try, right? Well, yesterday was National Women's Day, and I forgot to acknowledge it yesterday by the podcast, but I did run across the instructions yesterday of how or what my role was in National Women's Day, and this is coming from, uh, oh, who is this? I can't read that. But anyways, uh, this is, hold on, I'm on the wrong screen. 
See, what I'm doing is I'm trying to record a, a video, okay? <laughs> this is why today's show is so jittery, is I'm trying at the same time to capture my screen capture of all these articles I'm going over. So when I do put it on YouTube, there's a something visual other than just the audio. So because of that, I'm fucking this show up. But needless to say, yesterday was National Women's Day, and here is the instructions to men, because men are stupid and we need to be told what to do. And this is what you do for Women's Day. All right, listen up. If you are a man, the greatest gift you can give a woman. Hold on. If you were a man, don't you mean if you are a man? Okay. First off, your first line out of your mouth, you're pretty st fucking stupid. So, uh, but I'm gonna go ahead and listen. Let's go. If you are a man, the greatest gift you can give a woman today on International Women's Day is silence. I don't want to see a single podcast coming from y'all today. If your podcast was scheduled to drop today, cancel it. Not today. Today's silence. International Women's Day, men, don't speak. Hush. I bet this bitch is a load of fun. Fuck, man. If you were a <laughs> So silence. I wasn't silent at all yesterday. Did a show. Dropped it. Bitch, suck it. Um, Sorry about that. It's Women's Day. I can't say that. Uh, well, you're a bitch ass hoe, so I don't give a fuck. All right. Uh, next story. Uh, let's see. Dun, 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 dun. Let's see. What do we have coming up next? Uh, let's see. I've got another predatorial, uh, camp counselor. Uh, yeah. Let's go to this one because this chick is fucking knucking futz. I, I gotta watch my language, man. Jesus. I'm a father now. Fuck. Anyways, a father again. I've already been a father, but I'm a father again. I got a little, a little guy sitting in there. We were up all night. I haven't slept today yet. It's what? It's, it's 8.30? Jeez, what a long night. Anyways, okay, let me get this one up. And let's, uh, let's take a little listen to this and what they're saying here. Oh, come on. There we go. Masturbate healthy, and I recommend it to people of all ages. Hold on. Let me rewind. That's that's how we should, you know, like get down with yourself, explore your own body. Masturbation is really healthy and I recommend it to people of all ages, all ages. As soon as my nephews could talk, they were doing that. That's what they were doing. Kids touch themselves. Kids start to ask questions and we teach them the language for their bodies, right? That's your nose, touch your nose, show Aunt T, you can touch your nose. But my sister's not saying that when they're tugging at their penis, right? But it feels good, right? We have to learn ways to talk to young people about this so that they know how to explore their body consensually so that it's not in public, right? We don't want people exploring their bodies in public. That's not consensual. But exploring your body at any age, grandmas, grandpas, all of us need to be exploring our body. That's how we should. Jesus fucking Christ. Okay. Uh <sighs> I mean, well, what do you expect me to say about that? I mean, she's she's encouraging toddlers to masturbate. I think this person is a, as a screw loose. I think she should be locked up. I mean, I I kind of no, I don't kind of understand at all what she's saying. I get it. Your kid grabs his dick. You say, hey, yeah, that's your dick. Leave it alone. I mean, you, she's saying masturbate all ages. That's 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 literally. I, I'm I'm just dumbfounded here. All right, I'm dumbfounded. At this bitch saying that. Ah, oh, next news story. Okay. All right. All right. I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on. But God damn, she's like a camp counselor too. I oh. see. This is why everybody needs to be homeschooling their kids. You're going to let your kids hang out with these weirdos. Get up. Give me a break. Give me a break. 
All right, this next one that I have coming up is another insane, uh, another teacher that is trying to, uh, you know, get her sex uh, information into toddlers, even though she's not even a sex ed teacher. It's just, it's just nuts. Systems um, and my job definitely was not to teach sex ed, but I uh, explored constantly and tried to figure out ways that I could work this in somehow. Like I'm in the school systems now, I have an in. Surely I can figure this out. But the more questions I asked, the more questions I asked in a school classroom setting. In the last couple years, I worked with the school systems. All right, it's repeating. Yeah. Uh... I, I mean, do you notice that these last two girls, if you're watching on YouTube, you can actually see them. They actually kind of look alike. Uh, you know, the short Karen hair, a little overweight, probably some bad Avon makeup. I don't, but the, like, it's not even her job to be teaching about sex. And she says, and she's just so motivated to get in, the, get it in there whenever she can. I mean, there's something mentally wrong with these people. I mean, is it, is, am I the only one thinking that there's something wrong with these people? Come on, man. Come on, you can't be just doing everything you can to talk about sex with kids. Just leave it alone. Fuck, man. It's just, it's frustrating. It's frustrating that this level of, of idiots is just floating around today. It, it's just so frustrating. Dang. I'm already 33 minutes in and I've got so many more stories to cover. I'm just going to rapid fire these the best I can. Uh, oh, CNN is reporting that the Cincinnati police. Now, this is going to put an end to the American or the Los Angeles pastime. We're moving there of high speed chases uh, because there's so many different law enforcement agencies across the country that are starting to limit high speed chases, uh, which I've spent many of hours watching high speed police chases. It's one of those things where you never know how it's going to end. I've seen people get out of their cars and blow their own head off. I've seen them drive off of overpasses. I've seen all kinds of crazy things in police chases, but that American pastime or Los Angeles pastime might be coming to an end because if they take the lead of what they're doing in Cincinnati, Cincinnati police department implemented a new police limiting policy, limiting police chases to violent felony offenses only. So what does that mean? Yeah. Your lack of registration on your car, sirens light up behind you. You just keep driving. They're not going to get you unless it's a violent felony. So, um, yeah, it's one of those, <laughs> just like in San Francisco where you can, you know, as long as it's $900 or less of merchandise, it's just a misdemeanor and, uh, nobody's going to do anything about it. Well, in Cincinnati going to be the same thing. We're going to encourage people to break the law. Uh, just don't pull over when a police lights you up because they're not going to chase you unless it's a violent felony offense. And that is coming from Cincinnati. Uh, the Atlanta police department updated its policy last summer, similarly limiting police to pursuits in cases where violence is suspected. Uh, Chicago police are forbidden from chasing for traffic or theft offenses. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah. Let's see how that works out. Um, boy. Um, yeah, we're just setting ourselves up for lawlessness, man. Lawlessness. Biden. Yeah. He said, uh, it said it's Russia's fault that the gas is so high. Uh, but we know that it's his fault for, you know, being so dependent on other uh, countries for our oil. And on that note, Fox Primetime went out and started interviewing Americans at the gas pump and asking them why they're not driving electric cars. Check this out. We here at Primetime wanted to know what the people thought about these energy policies. So we did what we do and we hit the streets. 
Why aren't you driving an electric car? Joe Biden says that's the way to go. I don't have $100,000. If I can afford one, I would. I can't afford one. <laughs> it takes a half hour to fill up an electric car. I don't think the technology for full electric is quite there. I don't care for electric cars. Do you plan on buying an electric car? No time soon. Absolutely not. Not right now. No. No. Not at this time. If there's more like electric ports or charge cars. I won't be able to afford an electric car because I'll be out of money buying gas. Joe Biden says you're polluting if you don't drive an electric car. What do you have to say? How am I going to work? He needs to keep in mind he's been rich forever. Like a lot of people can't just, oh, no, yeah, I'm just going to switch to a Tesla. He better focus to the gas price, not about the pollution. So if he's going to support us and um, basically give us some electric cars, I don't see why not, but yeah. he ain't giving nobody a car. It's pretty accepted that we all pollute as part of our lives. <laughs> Everybody else is polluting. <laughs> you're polluting if you do a lot of things. I don't really care what Biden says, to be honest. Joe Biden doesn't know what he's doing and what he's doing to this country. F Joe Biden. Not only are gas prices on the rise, they are now the most expensive they've ever been in U.S. history. How is it affecting you? It's killing me. That number depresses me, dude. It's, uh, it's putting a strain. I have to consider, like, less shopping. I take the train more. I might charge people to get in my car. <laughs> I don't drive more than uh, 50 miles in a week. We're making less money. I make less money. A lot of bills and food and gas, everything's going up. I'm not able to afford to get gas sometimes, so I have to leave my car home parked. Some days I go home with $50, $60, I think it's enough to make a living. With kids, no. You're on Jesse Waters' prime time. If President Joe Biden is flipping the channels tonight, what do you want to tell him? Um. Yo, help us out, man. What's wrong with you, man? Give me an electric car, man. Do a better job. Please get it together. More stimulus money, please. Wake up. I think uh, he better consider retirement. <laughs> Retire. Retire. We want Trump back. The people know who to blame, even though Biden won't accept it. And what did the head doofus in charge have to say about all this? Well, let's see if I can get this audio up. It's gonna go up. <laughs> Can't do much right now. Russia Gonna go up. Can't do much about it now. Blame Russia. Russia's responsible. <laughs> oh, our fearless leader. I did see that Governor Newsom is saying that he's gonna get some type of a tax incentive, but that is, you know, I'm 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 curious about the logistics of this because we did a story the other day where legally the state of California has such a surplus right now that they have to rebate some of that money back. Now, I wonder if Newsom is going to take that money that he has to give back anyways, but claim that it's a rebate for gas, blah, 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 gas prices or whatever. I wonder if he's going to just enact it in that way so he looks like some type of a greasy-headed scumbag, the mafioso dropout, the guy that couldn't make the cut hero to the Californians because he's got to give his money back anyways. Because California has too big of a surplus. There's laws in place where they have to give that some of that money back. But he's claiming that we're going to have a gas rebate here in California. Um, <clears throat> we'll see. We'll see. I'm not holding my breath. But you saw all those people that were talking there. I don't think that anybody, I, I, everybody knows that, yeah, okay, shit's going wrong in Russia. But at the same time, you know, like the whole idea of these politicians just go out and buy an electric uh, car is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Anyways, here's a former Keystone Pipeline worker 
And uh, he's breaking it down a little bit on how the predicament that we're in is basically traced to Biden. We all knew when he shut everything down. Let's see if I can get this audio working. And my computer's acting a little glitchy today. Let's see. It's because I'm trying to record this. Yeah, I know. I know. It's my fault. Maybe I won't do this again tomorrow. It's just too much of a hassle. Well, let's see if I can get this to play. Anyways, this is a former Keystone worker says energy crisis, direct result of Biden's policy and that we tried to warn you. Well, I'll be honest. When I first seen the reports of, of the president going to places like Iran and Venezuela to ask for more oil output, I said, this is fake news. There's He hasn't gone this far off the rocker, but you know, I guess apparently that's the path they want to take. And, and I'm asking, you know, why not invite North Korea? Maybe they got a few barrels of oil that they can spare, you know? Is the supply of oil so important that it's acceptable to cut deals in some cases with countries that may have engaged in unsavory actions in the past? But is it really worth doing business with a despot like Nicolas Maduro to drive down gas prices? think that asking Saudi Arabia or Venezuela or Iran is reducing our dependence on foreign oil? We hate that it's taken a war in Ukraine and the suffering of their people to bring this to the full attention, but we tried to warn this administration back when they canceled the Keystone Pipeline that it wasn't just the Keystone Pipeline you were canceling. National security, foreign policy, and energy, they're all kind of they go hand in hand. And when you cancel that pipeline, uh, you put us in this position that we uh, are facing today. And if you look at it, these prices were headed higher to begin with, even without a war in Ukraine. And even if we can fix the Ukrainian problem, the prices are still going up. I don't see an end to it as long as Biden is using this uh, anything, any way but an American way when it comes to fossil fuels. It ain't just from shutting down the Keystone Pipeline. It's not just from canceling federal leases, but I've been lucky enough since the cancellation of the Keystone Pipeline, I've sat in on four different congressional meetings. And uh, this is the thing the public don't hear a lot about. You know, you hear the White House press secretary up there today saying that, well, why don't we ask the energy companies why they're not using these 9,000 leases that are available? Well, here's the facts. There's no energy company going to spend the money to develop a new lease if they can't build a pipeline to move the project. And that's the kind of things that are taking place behind the scenes. Jen Psaki, your policies, your boss's policies have everything to do with the rising fuel prices in this country today. It has nothing to do with the war in Ukraine. The very first thing my recommendation would be, we've got to get the administration's foot off the throats of the energy companies and let them do what they do best. Uh, we're not saying don't build windmills or solar farms. Start building them, have fun, do it, do it. It'll be part of the energy sector, but don't kill the part of the economy. And, and, and what we depend on right now is what I'm saying. Uh, we don't know when we'll be able to make that switch, but right now this country runs on oil and gas and it makes no sense for the Americans to suffer higher prices for it. Well, I've kind of seen the writing on the wall the last few years with our lack of development and new infrastructure and uh, I knew this was a matter of time before uh, we're about to see uh, price increases that I can't see the end to it, to tell you the truth. Uh, you know, seven, eight dollars a barrel wouldn't surprise, or a gallon for gas wouldn't surprise me in the future. Boom. So he's stating, that guy, that guy is stating that, uh, you know, it doesn't even matter about what's going on in Ukraine. I think it does play into it a little bit. 
But I mean, at the same time, Russia was supplying 8% of our oil. But what he's saying is, you know, he sees seven, $8 a gallon regardless, just because of the infrastructure that Biden's put in place. So yeah, we're getting fucked. We're getting fucked sideways. And, 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 you know, they try to blame it on anything else, but we're going to get fucked. Let's see. I've got some other, uh, top Intel Republicans warn of nuclear, nuclear aggression accused Biden of using the Ukraine war. Anyways, I'm not going to touch on that one, but it's just two uh, Republican uh, politicians stating that, uh, well, now that I said that much, I got to pull it up. I think I'm almost done with my news stories. Uh, I got McDonald's leaving the Russia. Uh, what else we got? I got the New York Post. I don't know how trustworthy this article is because it is the New York Post, but apparently that Russian ship that fired on the fuck your, go fuck yourself island, uh, apparently the Ukrainians took it out. So a little payback there. Uh, what else do we have going on? Um, Hannity was uh, saying we're going to be in deep shift if uh, Kamala Harris becomes president, which I agree too, man. I don't know who's worse, Biden or Kamala. Kamala, jeez. Oh, Every time she talks, I can't understand anything she's saying. And Hawaii is the last state that's finally going to drop its mask mandates. And yeah, that's all the news that I have. And so let's see. Uh, but this, let me go back to this one. The top Intel Republicans warn of a nuclear aggression accused Biden of using Ukraine war as a shield for policies. Uh, so what's going on is top Rep Republicans on the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence are warning that the United States is facing increased nuclear aggression from foes and also calling out Biden administration over its far-left energy policies that are being exposed by spiking gas prices and other side effects of the Russian-Ukraine war. During a hearing on Tuesday titled the Open Annual Worldwide Threats Hearing, U.S. intelligence officials warned that Russian President Vladimir Putin is frustrated that his invasion of Ukraine is not going as planned and that the coming weeks will get ugly as he takes an even more aggressive approach to try and take over the country. Representative Mike Turner, Republican from Ohio, the ranking member of the HPSCI, press director of national intelligence Avril Haines during the hearing about the possibility that Russia is increasing its nuclear prowess against the U.S., and I quote, would it be correct to characterize that likely your assessment is that the nuclear threat is increasing? That's what Turner asked during the hearing. Haynes responded, the threat is increasing generally. Yes, I think that is fair. <laughs> this could, I hope it doesn't, but this could get bad. Turner told Fox News Digital in an exclusive statement after the conclusion of the hearing that there is a growing threat of nuclear aggression from America's allies due to the ongoing Russian-Ukraine war. The growing threat of nuclear aggression from our adversaries was confirmed by our intelligence community in today's hearing. The Biden administration is currently undertaking its nuclear posture review, which will dictate our nuclear policy and the modernization of our nuclear uh, triad. I know, I'm, I'm just trying to wrap this up. <laughs> we must act now to update this critical capability making certain we have safe, secure, and reliable nuclear deterrent to counter our adversaries. Members of Congress concluded the public portion of this hearing by noon and then went into closed-door sessions later in the afternoon with intelligence officials. Uh, so they're stating it's getting bad. And with that being said, I'm going to wrap this show up. This is Jake with Radio Wonderland. Like, subscribe, all that kind of stuff, and I will talk to you later. You guys have a good one. Bye-bye.